Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But communities of color everywhere say they're tired of the knee on their neck. And week after week, outraged by police killing more people of color. Like 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio. 13-year-old Adam Toledo in Chicago. We are not playing games. Charge the officer now. Dante Wright, shot by a cop in a Minneapolis suburb. And Andrew Brown Jr. in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Deputies serving Brown a warrant last Wednesday shot him in the back. So if you're wondering if the media was continuing the narrative of there is a war on black people by white cops, yes, they did. That's mainstream, uh, was that CBS, was that Face the Nation or ABC this week? Face the Nation. Are you kidding me? That's our mainstream coverage? Black people say they want police to take their knee off their neck. Then he rattles off a number of shootings, several of which a lot of the information's out on, and the police were 100% justified in shooting them. There's not even really a discussion around that girl with the knife. But they presented it there there on Face the Nation as if just another example of uh, the white police officers shooting people of color for Black no reason. Black people being executed. How? By white supremacists, clearly. How awful is that? Well, and the other side of the coin, I think, is significant, too. In a couple of those cases, they were absolutely not, as far as I can tell, righteous shootings. And you weaken those cases by averaging it all out. Why do you throw them all together like that? That's just weird. You got a narrative. Just trying to feed the beast. I don't know how you... I, I honestly don't know how you do that. Maybe if I was a 25-year-old journalist and I got a job with Face the Nation and they told me that's what to do, I'd keep doing it because I, I liked my job. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. feel good about it. Why are we pretending that that girl who tried to stab the other girl getting shot is somehow part of racism? Why are we pretending that? That's terrible. That's awful. Hey, did you read the, the piece David French wrote about uh, police shootings and the law and juries? I did not. O- over the weekend? I saw was, the headline. It was really, really thought-provoking and, and Good. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. He makes the point that there are unquestionably a number of police shootings in recent years that were awful, just oh, awful. I, and the cop got off because they argued, I was afraid. And sometimes some of the fear seems a little bit odd. And he his point is there's too much of a bias among juries to let the cops get away with terrible shootings. Now, you may think he's right, you may think he's wrong. I found it pretty thought-provoking. No, I and don't. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. I don't doubt that. And, man, when you, when you see what the original write-up was of the George Floyd death, and that would have remained the story if there wasn't that video, that's horrifying. Yeah, it is. Even with that, you don't get to take the girl with the knife, for instance, and act like that was crazy that that cop shot her. Mm. That doesn't help anybody. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about that. I was just pointing out that that narrative continues. Uh, George Bush has got a book out, more of his paintings, Portraits of America's Immigrants. And it's a whole bunch of pictures of uh, immigrants to this land. Some of them famous people like Dirk Nowitzki of the Dallas Mavericks or uh, Madeleine Albright, uh, who was Secretary of State and came from Germany. Where'd she come from? She looks somewhat German. Could have been. Anyway. Well, first of all, George Bush is a hell of a good painter. Remember when it first was announced that he was painting? And, of course, people had to make fun of how stupid it is and how awful he must be. 
Um, but he is a for real painter. That, that's that's impressive to take up something late in life like that and get that good at it. But anyway, he's got this book out called Out of Many One, Portraits of America's Immigrants. And he is arguing hard for the fact that we are a nation of immigrants and it's, you know, uh, part of our history and strengthens our country. I agree with all that. Um, I don't agree with the idea of you just let whoever in willy-nilly. I think you've got to have rules and then you follow them. Sure. A lot of people seem to agree with that, according to this poll I'm looking at at the front of USA Today today. Um, their headline is uh, not the one that I'm most interested in. Children's safety over border security. So if you ask people uh, how they feel about the safe treatment of children at the border, high, moderate, or low, uh, in terms of wanting safe treatment, overwhelmingly people want safe treatment of children at the border. Of course so they do. I. What a stupid I know. question. I didn't find that. No, I'd be, like the kids to get hurt. I didn't find that one to be interesting at all. How about uh, wanting security at the U.S.-Mexico border? 53% have a high interest in that. 32% have a moderate interest in that. That gives you a grand total of 85% of Americans have a higher moderate interest in security at the border. And you 15% who ain't in those two groups, you're idiots. Would you get that from the media coverage of this whole thing? No. Well, and why would you just juxtapose those two numbers? How about preventing... What the hell does that have to do with anything? How about preventing visa overstays? 47% have a high interest, 35% of a moderate for a grand total of, what is that, 82% of people. Once you boot it out if you overstay your visa, of course. It's not, it's not a difficult call. Four out of five Americans agree with that. Um, how, how about if you put it like this? If you polled, generally speaking, do you think people should follow immigration rules? I mean, what would that number be? It would have to be vast. It might be 90%. And that's all people like us are asking. Because this one isn't... You hear about, if you ever use the D word, deporting, ooh, oh my God, you're anti-immigrant and you're a hater Nazi. and you're fascist and you're clearly a racist. Deporting those in U.S. illegally, 32% have a high interest, 34% of a moderate for an exact 66%, two-thirds. Two-thirds of Americans have moderate or high interest in deporting people here or who are here illegally. Two-thirds wow. of people. Wow. It's not even close. The American media is a funhouse mirror that distorts so many people's view of this country and, really and our is. people. Uh, it's similar to the stupid conversation about racism and policing. Can we be honest about it and look at these in particulars? I want people here illegally booted out. Two-thirds of us do. See, I, I wouldn't have said that out loud last week. I, I'm a, I would have been afraid just because my view of it is clearly that's overwhelmingly not something you can say out loud. Two-thirds of Americans want to deport illegals. Right. That's that's seen as an extreme political position. Right, compared to a road to citizenship you, you don't or even, the DACA, the Dreamers. Outside of Trump, you can't even run on that as a Republican, deporting people here or here illegally. And two-thirds of Americans are okay with it. Um, so it's another one of those, we can't have any nuance. Yeah, I agree with George Bush's book. We are a nation of immigrants, and that is one of the most amazing things that we do in this country that other countries don't do, blah, 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 blah. Right, but you do it legally, and you make a decision of who you want, and all we the have a stuff. system for robust immigration. The and it's the false choice presented. All right, 
you either allow willy-nilly rushing the border or you're a racist and you're anti-immigrant. That's idiotic. Is Nobody it? sees the world that way, really. So I started this show talking about I had some hope over the weekend as I was listening to some podcasts that have pretty good listenership where they had a lot of nuance about these conversations. All kinds of nuance. And, uh, and they weren't uniformly conservative or liberal, the hosts. They were liberal on some things, conservative on the others, like normal people are. And it gave me some hope. Do you think there's any chance that we're coming out of that of this period of time? And not, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and you know these podcasts that while they have big listenerships, it still pales compared to cable news and most of talk radio. Um, that that's the leading edge of coming out of this. That's certainly my hope. Well, my answer is either nuanced, which you are calling for, or cowardly. Uh, my answer is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that you're right, but I don't know that you're wrong. You could be right. I don't know. I, I have to watch it firm up. Watch the trends firm up. See if more alternate media or alternative media, you know, burble to the surface and more and more people are taking them in, realizing that they're looking at a funhouse mirror when they're taking in the big time corporate media. I, I would, so. I would like to get to a place where if you say we should, we should boot illegals out of here. And if somebody calls you a racist, everybody just rolls their eyes. Okay, uh, you know, whatever. Let's get back to the conversation right. of whether it's either doable to get legals out of here. It's not. Um, or, you know, if you, if you have uh, E-Verify, then people would self-deport because they couldn't get a job. You know, have mm-hmm. a real, honest, grown-up conversation about it. Well, yeah, and if you say, for instance, we need to boot out anybody who's here illegally, and the farmers say, hey, look, the reality over here is to bring in our crops. We we depend a lot on illegals, so can we get that set right somehow? I say, yeah, absolutely, let's talk about it. Let's figure out a way. The temporary uh, work visas, whatever, seasonal workers, let's just set the rules and follow them. And, and i got to believe 80%, 85%. Of America would be gratified by that conversation. You're going to have to put up with stuff you're not entirely comfortable with. And yeah, I know the history of it, and I know the Reagan thing, and and how uh, all the stuff that the right asked for, the the left ended up uh, skirting somehow. Uh, but still, just the, the current conversation is so idiotic. I've just completely lost any enthusiasm for it. The Biden administration just announced they're going to expand the summer food program to feed over 30 million school children. Yes, we uh. feed. People, usually their whole families, if you want it, during the summer when school is in session, and you don't even have to be a student at the school. And nobody voted for it or decided it was even necessary. Most people don't even know it's happening, and we're going to expand it. Speaking of which, uh, good timing bringing that up. I have some fun facts about the the national budget coming up. Well, they're facts. They're they're mostly facts. (laughs) But they're no fun. (laughs) I lied. There's nothing fun about them. I lied. Apple's building a new $1 billion plant. Where and what does that mean? Hmm. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Goes to Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. 
Well, it's my privilege. Thank you. <laughs> the greatest Oscar ex- acceptance speech of all time. I uh, didn't even consider watching last night, and it is not a... I'm not uh, canceling or boycotting, or it's uh, it's what Joe always says about the opposite of love is not hate, it's apathy. I just, I have no interest. It's the same reason I don't watch golf tournaments. I used yeah. to be into them. I no longer am. I'm no longer into them. And I'm not anti-awards for art. Uh, I think it's a good way to point out some good stuff and uh, draw people's attention to it. I just, I'm embarrassed that I ever cared what any of these people had to say. There was a time I'd watch the Oscars and I'd get kind of excited about seeing a star come up and give a speech. And I'm embarrassed by that, actually. Yeah, I made it three minutes in. I saw some stills in the news uh, this morning as I was getting ready for the show. Just these people dressed to the nines. They're so pretty and they're so celebrated. And I just, I'm disgusted by the yeah, whole spectacle. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I, I'm, I'm no longer have anything for it. But I was very disappointed that, um, you know, I had hoped for and the Washington Post had asked for some anti-China speeches. From some of these winners, including if no bad land, no mad land won, which it did. And that woman, what's her name, won for best director and won best picture and did not take a shot at China. No, and she, China has taken many shots at her since she, she took some small shots at her over the past year. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what her decision was. I'm told that part of her speech was from a uh, old Confucian uh, text that was banned in China for a while. So that That's was a pretty bit of subtle. A, <clears throat> yeah, Pretty a bit subtle. of a shot. She but. doesn't have to put her career on the line for the United States battle against China, but I was kind of hoping she would. Yeah, well, yeah, she didn't, as now, I predicted. And speaking there's, of, there's just there's too much money at stake. And speaking of that, Apple is going to spend a billion dollars on a new three thousand employee campus in North Carolina. Announced. Oh, one, really? I wonder if there's any chance with that billion dollar new campus that they're realizing the times are coming. We're going to put it off as long as we can. But the time's are coming where we're not going to be able to operate in China anymore. Yeah, yeah, that is really intriguing. I'm going to follow that one. I keep waiting for something in the Western, well, in the uh, in the American uh, hemisphere or quarter sphere or whatever, just the, the, the Americas. Why are we not helping Honduras uh, uh, investing in my, my, some, my socks some of the and better. underwear come from there? <laughs> Do they really? You got uh, Honduran underwear? I think so. Huh. I'd have to check mine, but I'm not that flexible, unless I just peel it right off me. And, well, there are workplace regulations about that. Uh, but, yeah, I just, why are we not investing in the Americas? You got a bunch of people who work really cheap. You know, I don't know. How much more excited would you be about Apple products if they said, screw you to China? Extremely excited. What would they cost? And yeah. I, I'm, I'm not using that as a counter-argument. I'm just curious. And now that I say it out loud, they pulling their plan out of China is one thing. They can't be anti-China because they just, there's too many iPhones to sell there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you've said many times, that is the story of the next century, watching all of that unfold. Plus the uh, military aspects of it. But uh, uh, these are not fun facts. They are facts, however. They are fascinating facts. And this goes back to that poll that I keep referring to, where they asked people questions, then compared voters on how often they got it right. But um, since the 1960s, what do you think has been the main cause of rising national debt? Military spending, social programs, or tax cuts? Now, that one is super easy if you're actually into this stuff. But only 10% of Biden voters got the correct answer, and that's social programs. 
Uh, media outlets frequently blame the rising national debt on tax cuts and military spending, but federal tax revenues have stayed at roughly level proportions to the U.S. economy for the last 80 years. So it's Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security? Yeah, exactly. Uh, military spending, by the way, has plummeted from 55% of all federal expenses in 1960 to 18%. From 55 to 18% in most recent numbers. In reality, primary driver of national debt is social programs, which have grown from 20% of all federal spending in 1959, 20%, to now 62% in I, 2019. I don't even like posing it as an option to say tax cuts are the reason we're broke. That's, that's just crazy. No, that's actually a fairly idiotic uh, way to put it. The, the, but... Why my credit cards are maxed out? You don't make enough money. No, <laughs> no. We need to spend within how much money I make. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. There's a whole cart and horse problem there. You get try. Why don't you try the horse in front? I can't get either the cart or the horse because my cards are maxed out. <laughs> <laughs> so if I made more money, I could I could address that as well, Joe. And, you know, I was actually leading up to this part, but I didn't leave, uh, we didn't leave enough time, so maybe we'll finish it in a moment or two. But four months, four months after Congress approved that tens of billions of dollars in emergency rental aid, aid, practically none of it has been given out. No renters have any money. No landlords have received any money. They've given out, well, they've penciled in $50 billion, and nobody's gotten any. Think how long it'll take to get all these trillion dollars out. Wait. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In India, young people touch old people's feet to show reverence. Japan has a national holiday called Karonohi, Respect for the Aged Day. You know the reason why advertisers in this country love the 18 to 34 demographic? Because it's the most gullible. Yeah. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. <laughs> Love that. More to come from Bill Maher. Yep. And uh, new Apple software coming out this week. Need to tell you about there's a reason to care and a huge SCOTUS update, which I always feel like. Sounds like a bad word, but it's... It sounds like part of you that you keep under your pants, your SCOTUS. It's an acronym for Supreme Court of the United States. Hey, zip up your pants. I can see your SCOTUS. (laughs) So uh, just to finish the story from a couple of minutes ago, this is now four months after Congress approved tens of billions of dollars in emergency rental aid. Practically none of it has been given out. Keyword here, emergency. Emergency would months. <laughs> emergency would lead you to believe we gotta get this money out right away. I mean, my God, people are getting kicked out of their houses as we speak. The rent is too damn because high. the rent is too damn high. I hear that, brother. This program requires hundreds of state and local governments to devise and carry out their own plans, and some have been slow to begin, but the pace is hindered mostly by the sheer complexity of the task. Starting a huge pop-up program that reaches millions of tenants, verifies their debts, wins over landlords whose interests are not always the same as the renters. Long story short. Congress has now approved $46.5 billion, um, and one in seven renters in America is behind on payments, but none of the money's been given out. They just haven't gotten around to it. Right. 
Just like uh, all the it, emergency money from for schools that hasn't gone out? Right. And you know what's really interesting about this? Is the estimates of unpaid rents. Now, I'm getting this from the liberal New York Times. But the estimates of unpaid rents vary greatly from somewhere around $8 billion to $53 billion. With the sums that Congress approved at the very high end of that range. So they may have appropriated, not that they've given it out again, but they may have appropriated something like five to eight times, well, five to seven times more than actually exists in unpaid rent. Right. It's just awesome. I just, I don't, it's just, uh, it just. So I mentioned that Apple was going to build a billion-dollar new 3,000-employee campus in North Carolina, and my mind went to they're planning for the day when they have to leave China. Somebody texted, clearly true. No, they're planning for leaving California, not China. Oh, oh, right. They want well, what get, are you going to do with the spaceship in Cupertino? Turn it into a homeless shelter or something but they're trying to get with lots of skateboards they're trying to get out from underneath the tax burden and everything else that goes with uh with being in california that's that's almost certainly the case uh speaking of apple they're releasing a new long-awaited ios update i usually avoid these but this uh writer says this is one you're going to want to immediately click on yes download the new ios mostly because the update includes a major privacy feature that Facebook and Google are very unhappy about. Yes. As Apple has really raised the bar. A feature called App Tracking Transparency, ATT, which requires apps to request permission before gathering user or device data. Specifically, the update changes the uh, all the numbers that they read. Well, and like Facebook tracks you across all sorts of apps, and Google does too. You're long gone from Google. They're still tracking you. And the Apple uh, stuff has, uh, it, it, it restricts that. A spokesperson for Apple said the new privacy features were developed to provide transparency and give users a choice if their data is tracked. It's the most significant improvement in digital privacy, privacy in the history of the Internet. Wow. Says Jason Kant, a privacy advocate and CEO of uh, Digital Content Next. The most significant improvement in digital privacy in the history of the Internet. I will click yes on this new iOS system the moment it comes out. And and Google and Facebook are pissed from what I understand. And they are not happy about it. Here's the question. Here's the question. Because if you're a Cal Unicornian, you already know this. All the websites have to ask you, will you accept our cookies? Yeah, I wish it were that simple. Well, yeah, but then if you say no, then all of a sudden you're, you're launched into a, you spend the next half hour trying to sort through how to use the website or whether you can or not. Or, so that's only in California? On that's not everywhere in the country? I don't think so. Yeah, so when I ever got, I go to an app, it says, do you want our cookies? And then if I say no, yeah, the, the, it gives me a bunch of choices. Do you want us to, uh, you know, uh, keep your data to make the website work better? Do you want us to keep your data for analytic reasons? Do you want us to keep your data for advertisers? It does take a couple of minutes to do that. And if you're just cruising around the Rebel, like I was looking at shoes yesterday, I'm going to do that at every damn website I go to. Duh. And eventually you just end up clicking yes, which is what they're hoping. And, yeah, you get to have all my data. All right, everybody has to answer quickly. What's your favorite kind of cookies? Your Desert Island cookie. Opt out installed is not no. your favorite kind of cookie. Chocolate chip, yeah, clearly. chocolate chip. It's the one indispensable cookie. 
Jack? Look at him. He's, he's laboring over this decision, folks. It's a peanut butter cookie. Yeah, but I, was, yeah I was going to say peanut butter cup. Peanut, we have a, a wow. I was going to go peanut butter cookie. Team peanut butter, really uh, standing strong. I love my favorite cookie of all time. Um, I don't know if these are universal. I guess I've seen them around. My mom made them all the time. You see them at school sometimes. The whatever the peanut butter round cookie in with the chocolate kiss squished in the middle. Peanut butter blossom, my friend, with the uh, Hershey's kiss in the middle. That, to me, is easily the best cookie of all time. It's a fine cookie. I don't know the person who first did the little fork imprint on the top of a peanut butter cookie, but I feel (laughs) like that's a name we should know. (laughs) (laughs) The little crosshatch pattern. Why does that make it better? They should have have a statue or a song or... A stamp or something. something. Put them on a snickerdoodles. Put them on a coin. You know, Michael, I don't I was, like snickerdoodles. I was about to bring up the fabulous snickerdoodle. Only an unsophisticated rube could possibly turn up his nose at the snickerdoodle. Yeah, I'd rather not eat one than eat one. Also, and I must remind you of this, and anybody who's had any of Judy's knows this to be true. Her molasses cookies are spectacular. They, they, there have been hymns written about them. Am I in a Huck men, Finn grown book? men. What is this? What, what's that, Sean? Am I in the? Am I in a Huck Finn book? What, what's men, going on here? Grown men have cried hot tears of joy <laughs> over her molasses cookies. Hot tears. That's they're, painful. Sp- they're, they're just amazing. Oh boy. Uh, These tears are burning my eyes. <laughs> I'd like to stop crying, but it's too painful. These cookies are so good. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watch the Sunday talk shows, your meets <sighs> the press, your faces the nation, the I try. ABCs this week. <laughs> if you don't, I can give you a little flavor coming back that will make you realize you're making the right choice. <laughs> Beautiful. All right? Not watching them is the correct choice. Just like peanut butter cookie is the correct choice, not watching those shows is the correct choice. They do. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It does seem that the specific proposals the president is making are broadly popular. Uh, George, they're not. Uh, It's Look, we could set up straw men and say, well, he overturned this executive order next year. That's not what we were talking about this morning. The capital gains issue is nothing more than income redistribution. Mm -hmm. It's socialism. (laughs) Joe Biden's proposal to do that. And and I just want to warn everybody out there, wait until you see what happens to your retirement funds. If Joe Biden gets a 39.6% capital gains, wait till you see what happens to the market. This um, allegation of socialism, I know these are buzzwords that work very well with the Republican Party, so congratulations for using them this morning. On the left, there's a conversation happening about student loan debt. How much should be forgiven? 50,000 versus 10,000 and we're talking about a capital gains increase when you all just had basically the reparations that my community has been asking for in your last tax proposal so I don't even understand what we're talking about here there you Holy go crap. that's what you miss if you don't watch the Sunday talk shows that was Chris Christie former governor of New Jersey almost certainly is going to run for president again and I don't remember who that woman is but uh she also went on to talk about how uh, they got into the whole racist, systemic racism in policing thing and how black people carry generational, uh, what is the word, trauma, and white people carry generational white supremacism. 
That's why my calves are so muscular. Carrying around my white supremacism. An interesting theory that you have these emotional traits that you carry from generation to generation, which is the definition of racism, really, that yes. you have traits that are attributed to you based on your skin color. Um, anywho, uh, I really like that stuff. Buzzwords like socialism. Yeah, you've been put into your 401k, and now you're going to pull your 401k out when you're retired. You're going to be paying almost 40%. In, in a lot of states, it'll be over 50% if you include all the taxes and the way it works on your pulling out your money. Yeah, oh somebody wrote us a, a note and said, no, actually, when you take out your 401k, it's taxed as usual income, regular income, as opposed to capital gains. On the other hand, Chris Christie's point was it's going to murder the market, and your 401k as a whole is going to shrink disastrously. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But... The, the people who are like, hey, maybe socialism is worth trying. And you're like, but you're 401k. How many of them do you think have 401ks? Like, I, 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 well, you'd think they could understand the, the principle of the government not confiscating your money and giving it to other people, but. No, I, I see your point. I keep going back to the point, like when the when the the BLM leader, when she got millions of dollars, what did she do? She became a participant in the ownership economy. And mm-hmm. that changed the way that she was talking about things. All of a sudden, she was talking, no, 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 I'm taking care of my family. And, and I, I think there is a real potential of a generation of people who are not participating in this ownership economy. And the, the arguments of why the policies they want are bad are bad to people who are participating in that. And they are not involved in that economy. And, so and, where does that leave us, though, I, as long as you're on the soapbox? No, I, it's not a soapbox. I'm. Um, you sound all fired up. No, it's just something that's been running through my my head a, a while of socialism. I I feel like we need a better uh, argument against those policies because they don't view that the same way that the people who are using the argument do. Yeah, Jonah Goldberg wrote a whole book about how capitalism is a difficult sell and has a bad reputation, and uh, the other side is much easier to sell, which... Uh... Yeah, there's some truth to that. Venezuela, by the way, the socialist utopia has absolutely fallen apart. It's a failed state now. There are now lords, drug lords, and and uh, mafia chieftains. What, what am I liking for? Like militia chiefs running various sections of the country. It's a shame. Uh, you know, I, I've been wanting to get this on from Bill Maher. He's talking about uh, the very thing we're talking about, honestly. Okay, but- and then I want to get to explaining to you what this big Supreme Court case is that they decided just this last hour they're going to take up. It's huge if you're a gun owner. Okay, real quick, 53, please. So when you say you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. If you say, let's eat in the bathroom and in the kitchen, yeah, that's a new idea. But I wouldn't call it interior design. (laughs) You think someone 80 is hopeless because they can't use an iPhone? Maybe the one who's hopeless is the one who can't stop using it. No! No! I would love to mark. I'm interested. I'd I'd, I'd like to know if his crowd, because I'm not sure. Do do they they, they really dig what he's saying there? Do they just clap at everything he says? Or... You know, I'm reminded of when, uh, who was it? Was it Sam Harris or somebody who's doing a tour of college campuses asked, uh, how many people hate cancel culture and the whole, uh, viciousness of that, you know, that thing? And it, virtually every hand went up. It's a fairly small crowd that promotes the really nasty philosophy we hear so much about these days. 
Yeah, but he regularly, you know, has always trafficked in things like Trump's a Nazi or Bush is a Nazi back when Bush was president or whatever. And everybody go, whoa, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like hearing an old liberal say that canceling Lincoln is stupid because it is stupid. So the Supreme Court, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I spent a little time looking into uh, the history of the Supreme Court and guns. There have been very few rulings by the Supreme Court on the issue of the Second Amendment. Oh, I remember why. So after that horrifying shooting, one of them, I thought, well, here we go. We're going to talk about the Second Amendment now for the next several days, so I'd better, you know, get studied up on it. So I spent a couple hours reading cases and history and all this sort of stuff, and then it ended up we didn't. We, uh, we're, we're, we're all so far down the road of we know how this conversation goes that we didn't even bother to engage in it again this time around for better or worse. Right. But there have been very few rulings by the Supreme Court. They've taken up very few cases. There was the Heller case in 2008, which was about whether or not you can have a gun, personally own a gun, and have it in your home. And the Supreme Court ruled, yes, you can. But other than that, there's almost nothing. Well, today the Supreme Court announced they are going to take up another case around the Second Amendment. And uh, this could be a big one, and I have a feeling they'll touch on all kinds of stuff. The precise question the Supreme Court agreed to answer is this. Whether, so let me set it up quickly. The state I live in, California, and a whole bunch of states around the country, they will not let you have a concealed carry license for the most part. They claim they will, but if you apply, you get denied. Mm-hmm. And the various sheriffs will claim, no, they're not uh, denying it, but they are, and they have been for years. Um, and uh, the precise question the Supreme Court agreed to answer was whether these states' denial of petitioners' applications for concealed carry licenses for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. Wow. That's a big one. All these states, like California, claim, well, if you've got really good reason for it, you can. Well, they, they always claim your reasons aren't good enough. Um, from what I understand, their buddies and politicians in their group end up getting guns, but, uh, sure. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Regular citizens like myself can't. And the Supreme Court's going to take this up. And I have a feeling they'll end up on touching on all this stuff that we've been wondering about for years. What the hell did this, what did the founding fathers mean by, you know, a militia or right to bear arms or where the comma is or all that different stuff? We might get into all that stuff with this one. Wow. Wow. And it could just be two tiny little words that get changed. Uh, blah, 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 may issue such a permit, or blah, 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 shall issue such a permit. And, uh, and shall we'll and find may out. is a big deal. Yeah. Shall and may is a big deal, because right now it's may and they don't. Yeah. Yeah, I have a pretty strong feeling. I know which one, uh, which way this is going, but, uh, you know, you I've do. been wrong before. You yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, you cannot, a uh, May issue law is incompatible with the Second Amendment, the way the Supreme Court has interpreted it up till now. Boy, if you're right, and I hope you are, how amazing is it that it has lasted as long as it has? Yeah, I think, and you've done more reading more recently than I have on this topic, but I think one of the reasons the Supreme Court has stayed away from it is it's hard. Nobody's really sure. Right, right. Yeah, that... that you know, we read this a couple of weeks ago. You read the Second Amendment, it's it's kind of weird the way they wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And the Supreme Court doesn't want to be in a situation where they come for the vote and they've got, like, two yeses and seven, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Supreme Court ruled with a 72 majority, they just don't know. But the ruling on, you know, well-regulated militia, does that mean I get to have a gun or not? That conversation might actually happen with the soups, finally. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good. Let's get it on. What about a poorly regulated militia? One guy's wearing black trousers. The other guy's wearing blue jeans. What is this? This militia sucks. You don't even have shoes on. How are we going to? Ah. My feet sweat a lot. <laughs> it's a poorly regulated militia. Exactly. <clears throat> that is no good. Hey, we started at 8 this morning. You're just rolling in. <laughs> I was up late. Yeah, that's great. How much time do we have? Got this note from uh, Mary in beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. She calls it the uh, the left's catechism. Thought for the day. If you teach a person to fish, they won't need you anymore. If you give a person a fish, they will vote for you that day. If you give a person someone else's fish, they will be yours forever. Mm. I'm just hoping the pronouns are gender appropriate, she writes. Ah, there you go. Nice shot. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden, the president, is expected to announce updated mask guidance tomorrow. And if Fauci was uh, giving us any uh, read on where it's going, they're going to start saying you don't need to wear masks outside. Yeah, generally right. speaking, just go back to our podcast from a month ago, and what we are saying is what the government will announce after thinking about it for a month. So, yeah, go outside. Yeah, masks outside. Not needed. No science. There you go. Okay, cool. Armstrong and Getty.